Hello and welcome to the, what is this, the third episode? Yes. Of At Sports Talk PDX. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, At Sports Talk PDX. We're here today to catch up. I know we missed a week there. Um, we're just kind of going to go through some of the changes that we've seen in sports over the, more importantly, basketball and NFL, because that's kind of our main focus here, over the last couple weeks and just kind of cover that with you today. Um, you can also find us um, at Gmail if you want to send us your questions, comments, concerns, sportstalkpdx at gmail.com. I'm here today with our beautiful co-host, Tony. <laughs> Say hi, Tony. Hey. Hey, and we're just going to talk to you today about a couple of things uh, that have happened. So, Tony, fill us in on this RG3 business that I've been hearing about over so, the last couple of days. So, RG3 apparently has now signed with Cleveland. Uh, I believe it was a two-year deal for 15 mil with, was it about five and a half guaranteed? He's going to the Factory of Sadness, you know, the place where careers go to die. I'm kind of sad being a Washington fan growing up. You know, I was hoping, you know, he would go somewhere better. At least it's not Dallas. That's the only thing I can say on that. Yeah, there was a lot of talk that he was going there mm-hmm. or that he was, that they were there were talks and they were happening in reference to him going to Dallas, but... Going to the factory. Yeah, so. I was actually thinking he might go to uh, San Francisco. You know, Chip Kelly running spread offense. He put he ran spread in Baylor. Uh, Kaepernick doesn't seem particularly thrilled to stay. May still not be staying. We haven't heard what what's going to go on with that. I was kind of expecting potentially landing there. Not particularly a big San Francisco fan, but I think it would have been a better fit for him than... Cleveland. Yeah, and I've been hearing that Browns and the because the Browns and the Jets were also mm-hmm. in the talks for Kaepernick, and I guess they are uh, no longer in the running for Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Chip Kelly and Gang are just happy uh, keeping him there. I, I don't think they're going to get. I don't think any team is going to offer them what they think they need for him or that they, yeah. they deserve for him. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think the teams think that he commands that I have a price tag right now just because of the last season or two he's had there. Yeah. So. You know, good luck to that. But I did see that RG3 did tweet, uh, excited to join hashtag dog pound. Let's go. <laughs> Followed by, I think, five or six exclamation points. And then a picture of the Browns dog pound uh, banner. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Robert. Mm-hmm. All right, Robert. <laughs> sure. So we'll, we'll see how it goes for him. Good luck to him uh, in, in the Browns uniform. We'll see what happens here. Yeah. So that's one thing that's happened. Um, another thing that happened is, do you remember Reuben Randall? Uh, Dallas running back? Or? Uh, no, no, wide uh, right receiver. I, oh, okay. I think last I heard, and I could be wrong on this, but last I remember him was maybe Giants, New York. Oh, yes, but yes. the Eagles, eager to kind of stop the bleeding that's happening over there, mm-hmm. got him on a one-year deal to kind of test him out and see if it's something that's going to you know, work out for them going forward. Yeah, well, they, they need somebody. I mean, they don't have much left. They, I remember they cut, uh, what was it? They cut Cooper, didn't they? Or not Cooper, um, the white racist cat. That, that That's that's Riley Cooper. <laughs> Riley Cooper, yeah. <laughs> he was one that yeah, was Riley trouble. Cooper. Yeah. That was during the Chip Kelly era. I believe yes. it was like the beginning of that whole, whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's still there or not. I'm not real sure on that. But, but Randall on the roster just to kind of slow the bleeding there and hopefully um, something will happen with that now. Um, something else that is interesting that's happening with uh, an NFL team is 
I'm a big fan of the Hard Knock show. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what is that HBO? That's on yes. HBO. So the Hard Knock show that's on HBO uh, last year was the Texans. Yes, with JJ Watt. Yes, which was a really good. It's a it's a really good series. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, not a plug. Just saying, it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, but this year. The Rams. Yeah, I saw that. The all-new L.A. Rams will be on Hard Knocks, so that's kind of something that's interesting. Well, one of the things, though, is I think Jim Fisher, what was it, a year or two ago, refused to do it because he didn't want anything to do with it. And now that it's conveniently that they're in L.A., they're they're now he now he's okay with doing it. It's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, I, I think the <laughs> NFL pushed for that a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure they probably did. Um but yeah, that's something that's gonna something to look forward to. Kind of an interesting little twist there. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, Sean Payton got a five-year, forty-five mil extension from the Saints. Yeah, so I he'll still I, be there. I don't know about that. I they really haven't done much in the last what three years. They've kind of underperformed in in my opinion. You know, they. I don't know if it's the coaching. I know they they came out of that whole bounty gate and all that, but you know. The last couple years after that, they really haven't done much. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. Yeah, and there's so there's got to be something to it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not real sure, but the whole exodus of Jimmy Graham, and then they pieced together what appeared to be a decent offense last year, and mm-hmm. they had a good pass game. If you remember last season, um, it, it's all about the pass game. A lot of, a lot of teams obviously are turning this way, but mm-hmm. I remember an incredible shootout that they had with – the Giants last year, and it was like Eli Manning versus Drew Brees the whole damn game. Like <laughs> yeah. that's all you're looking yeah. at the whole game. So I mean, Brees still got it. He's still he's still good. He's got his. Um, I know that him and and Peyton have a synergy there. Hopefully they'll get something yeah. cooking. I don't really know, um, but regardless, Peyton's staying. Um, not going to go anywhere. A lot of people were speculating that this was it. That Deshaun Peyton wasn't going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold. He's signing his contract. So. Yeah, he's going to be there supposedly for next five. So Yep. And then circling back to your Redskins, mm-hmm. this is not good news for you. Yeah. What, what, what now? But Alfred Morris. Oh, yeah. Has also signed with the Cowboys. Boo. Who's basically, yeah, they're, they're mortal enemy. And they get him, like, what, twice? Yeah, two twice times a season. A two times a year. So he'll get uh, to exact revenge on the Redskins now. Yeah, but they have Matt Jones from uh, Florida Gator, former Florida Gator, who uh, has been killing it since he's been there. So Yeah, one of my favorite running backs to watch, too, in, in college, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Gator fan as well, so watching him just truck dudes in college and then you know getting the spot mm-hmm. and the freedom to play over there now with Morris out of the way ought to be pretty interesting to watch this year. If he stays healthy, I think they can do well with him. Yeah, speaking of the Redskins, uh, I don't know if you saw that they were, they've been trying to get uh, Vernon Davis to sign with them, uh, trying to run some two tight end sets with him and Jordan Reed, kind of a la, you know, Brady, Belichick, and the Patriots. Yeah, yeah exactly, and <clears throat> that's another team, especially – when you mentioned the double tight end uh, mm-hmm. set is, is what the Patriots are doing over there. Yeah. Now, they're quietly adding people that matter. Yeah. Now they have Martellus and Bennett over there. That was a big get. Who is, if you look like at numbers mm-hmm. on paper of just the size, weight, 
these tight ends, and I'm talking about him and Gronk, yes. are very similar. Yeah. Uh, Martellus yeah. Bennett comes up maybe like a few pounds lighter and maybe just a little bit shorter, but not by a lot. Yeah, but he's still got those long arms. and. Yeah, know. I mean, he's still a big tight end, and he's been successful, in my opinion, in the NFL, although depending on what team he's played for, kind of dictates the pace at which you can see him succeed. Yeah, so obviously. in this set here, when you think of in terms of Remember a guy named Aaron Hernandez that used to play for the Patriots? Also a Florida Gator back in the day. We're, we'll circle out of that and go back to where I'm going here. So Hernandez, when he played uh, with uh, the Patriots, they didn't really play him so much as two tight end sets that often. But when they did, it was really effective. So I oh, think yeah, Martellus yeah. Bennett will probably bring a little bit to the table as far yeah, as experience. Yeah, and they haven't had that second tight end outside of Gronk. And with Gronk hurt, they really haven't had somebody that they can rely on in that tight end spot. You know, if Gronk is hurt, they basically have to rely on their receivers. Yeah, you're right. And I think Gronk and Bennett are, are going to be a real challenge for a lot of the AFC teams that they're going to come up against. Yeah. So, um, now, I don't know if this ever got finalized, but it's something that I'd heard rumblings about. And I, I don't remember seeing if it ever came to fruition. Okay. But apparently, um, Trent Richardson... Uh, the Ravens Harbaugh was trying to get Richardson. I guess he wasn't, this was nothing official, but I guess there were like text messages they were sending back and forth to try to get Trent Richardson to sign with the Ravens. Now I I can't recall if that actually panned out or not, but it's something that was actually happening. Well, he might as well. He would, he wasn't even playing last year. So, I mean, Hey, you might as well go get paid. It looked like his career was over. So yeah, it was pretty miserable looking, (laughs) not a good look. Yeah. But regardless, um, there was apparently exchanging texts that happened with, with Harbaugh and Richardson, and he was uh, saying, admittedly, that he planned on signing. So okay, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know if it ever happened yet or not, but uh, it would be pretty unremarkable. So there's a good chance I might not have heard of it if it yeah. did happen. Yeah. So there's that as well. So that's kind of something else to kind of keep in mind. What else do we have to talk about here as far as NFL is concerned? Well, Rex Ryan says he has no idea how he's going to defend Rob Gronkowski and Martellus Bennett, which is kind of what we were talking about. Well, I, I think everybody's in that boat. Yeah, but it's, and I was just going to say, but it's that's such a Rex Ryan thing to say right yeah. off the bat, too, you yeah. know, when you think in terms of shit Rex Ryan says. We got March Madness happening right now. I don't know if anybody's yeah. been watching TV. Um, I've been watching a few of those games. I haven't been able to catch them all. But how about them Ducks? How about them Ducks? How about them Ducks? We have Oklahoma coming up here. Um, is that tonight? It's, it's Saturday, tomorrow. It's a Saturday. Okay, so yeah, Saturday is the next day. They're going to have Oklahoma. And then there's also the Kansas-Villanova game as well that's happening. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. But Elite Eight nonetheless. So from the start, number one, still going, still rolling. Took out Duke. Yeah, which took out took out the uh, last year's champs. Yeah, uh, big dog on the totem pole there, so they're they're rolling. So you heard speaking of Duke, Oregon, you heard about the Shashevsky apparently made some comments to uh, Brooks for the Ducks about taking that three point shot at the very end of the game. Apparently, he wasn't happy about that. Right. So uh, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, drama, and then apparently in the post game interview, he was giving more. It, he wasn't giving the Ducks any credit for beating them. It was more of, oh, well, we as Duke didn't play very well, and we didn't do this. And it's like, no, the Ducks kicked your ass. Yeah. That's really what happened. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, either you're a sore loser or you're not. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and Krzyzewski's always been kind of a sore loser. It, it never never helps to put blame on, on someone else. But, I mean, unfortunately, basketball is one of those games that a lot of times comes down to that last 
play and it can although the last game this last game that they had against duke they just destroyed them it was well that's the fun thing about march madness though is it's that you know win or go home you know there's none of the the nba best out of seven you know where the better teams always generally get speaking gonna win yeah you don't get a second chance yeah so for sure Uh, another nfl contract james starks two years packers yeah staying with the pack staying with the pack just throwing that out there um, oh, I, I I saw apparently Eddie Lacy has cut a bunch of weight. You know, uh, that was yeah. a big joke last year, especially towards the end of the season. Even uh, Mike McCarthy said he better lose some weight or he's losing his job. And apparently, yeah, he's cut down. He's much better in shape this already. You know, and we're not even what three four months till the season start. Season really gets going. So yeah, um, I, I saw pictures. Yeah. On. Uh, somewhere yesterday and he he looks pretty cut he yeah. looks like the uh, lacy of old so hopefully he plays like the lacy of old so i can draft him in fantasy with confidence that would <laughs> yep. certainly help yeah um because that first year was it the first or second year we, i had him uh, just killed it his so, rookie year it was yeah, yeah just killed it so it was good to have him on, on my side hopefully that that pans out again this year and we get him back so yeah matt moore signed again with the miami dolphins so he's back with them yeah Again, it's the Dolphins. You yeah, know, I mean, or really. Well, I don't know, man. That defense this year looks like they could, on paper, anyway. Yeah. Although, you know, I have to say, last year. Yeah, last year on paper, they it looked, looked pretty, pretty good. good on paper. But this year, they look pretty. They've taken what was on paper last year and made it almost tenfold. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that whole thing. Yeah. Well, it, at that point, it's not their defense. Then it's their offense. I mean, you got what Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. So yeah. Yeah, whether and, you like it or not. Yeah, that's true. But we'll kind of see what what pans out with that, and hopefully it uh, works out okay. I don't know if Fitzpatrick is. Do we know if Ryan Fitzpatrick ever signed or is doing anything right now? I haven't heard. I think the last I heard with Fitzpatrick, he's still asking for more than most teams are willing to give him, uh, whether it be the Jets or uh, Broncos or anything else. Because I did see that the. The Broncos were going for him, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't quite uh, happy with his salary demands, which is the same issue that the Jets are having. Right. And um, if we hadn't mentioned it before, all this weirdness that's going on with Martavis Bryant and Pittsburgh, kind of a bizarro turn of events. He's, I guess, going to rehab and um, yeah, that's having, yeah, having some, some sort of personal issues, it sounds like, that he's trying to get panned out. So. We wish him well. Hopefully he comes back. Yeah. I mean, he's no Antonio Brown, but it's nice to have him on the <laughs> Well, they still have uh, field. Marcus Wheaton, too. So That's true. Who happened to be a beaver. He was a beaver. That's right. So there's something that we need to bring up now that we're about, I don't know, halfway through here. Um, we've kind of been neglecting the Blazers a little bit, and I always like to talk a little bit about the Blazers. Mm-hmm. It's been roughness. <laughs> yes, it's the been last roughness. two weeks. Um, not looking as sharp as we did that first round coming back from what was an all-star break that we mm-hmm. came back from. Started rolling. Uh, road trips. Was looking good on the road. Well, those road off. trips, the, that first road trip that we had, we were playing some pretty shitty teams. Let's be honest. I mean, right. we, and they were they were exceeding expectations by leaps and bounds, in my opinion. Uh, you know, going well over 500 in February. What was it? Nine and two for the month of February. Right. Um, you know, we were definitely overshooting the moon on that one. 
Yeah, and the other thing that um, that we can bring up that's a point of interest on the Blazers is that Leonard's out for the rest of the season. So. Mm-hmm. Shoulder surgery. Shoulder surgery, he's going to do it. Um, and another person that I'm just going to throw it out there that I kind of shocked me was that Anthony Davis, also for the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, young, young, hopeful. I mean, this guy kills it, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of – he's he, one of those guys. He was, you know, one and done type of dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but he – apparently has been dealing with a shoulder injury for the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. So, I Well, mean, and he's been dealing with nagging injuries for the last three seasons. Uh, shoulder, ankles, I think. Um, nothing nothing super serious on the individual notes, but I think it's it's just this thing where it's compounding and he's so big. It's, it's that big man syndrome, you right. know, those big guys. You know, Blazers, we had it with Greg Oden back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're a big guy. Your body grows faster than it knows how to deal with, really. And so I think these guys, you know, they do this one and done, and I think that might be part of the issue. Right. Yeah, the D-League is definitely not being used appropriately, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So if there was a way to fix that, and I don't know exactly what that would be. I actually, speaking of D-League and, and fixing it, I actually read an article a few months back about that, and it was really kind of an interesting read. Uh, basically, the author had uh, said that instead of using the D-League how we do now, where it's just kind of the, the mediocre people go up and down and up mm-hmm. and down, you would stick the like people who are potential stars, so your Anthony Davises, your potentially even... Um, your first round picks can go there for a year, won't hit your salary cap as an NBA team for the first year. Okay. Um, second round, second round picks can go there for two years. Again, those two years they won't hit against your salary cap, but it would actually allow you to develop these guys, um, some of these less developed but higher right. potentials. So, looking at your Joel Embiid's for the Sixer or the the Seventy Sixers, yeah. uh, or even your Jalil Okafers for the Seventy Sixers, sure. who who physically is probably there but it's mentally obviously not with right. all the troubles he's had this season um you know you could send them for there for a year on, off of a high draft pick not have it hit your cap and then you'd still be able to use that as more of the development league not the right. not the you know it's true intent basically yes yeah, not the right. garbage league that it kind of is right now <laughs> the g league yeah yeah no totally under yeah and i mean that makes a little bit more sense especially when you have those those two rounders mm-hmm. that you if you if you have the leeway to keep them off your salary for what is it two seasons you said uh, yeah the the article said two seasons yeah you get a good glimpse at what what's to come with, mm-hmm. with those guys so it makes a little bit more sense to do that but it needs to be utilized so something that an idea like that having that actually be implemented was there any talk of that actually coming to fruition at one point or not that i saw i think this was just a uh an idea an idea yeah yeah, uh you know but i thought it was a very well thought out and uh you know kind of an educated sure uh uh yeah an idea that sounded like it would be a good one yeah it it really did i mean it sounded like it it had some you know merit behind it It, you know saving cap money for a team Mm-hmm. And being able to d- actually develop players that are, you know, look at uh, Anthony Bennett that that Cleveland drafted number one, what was it, two seasons ago, who is basically not in the league anymore. Right. You know, after, what, two, three seasons, because he didn't develop. Right. And, I mean, it was a terrible pick by them, you know, so whatever. That... You know what's really odd, too, is it seems like a lot of times that <clears throat> these teams that have people on their bench that they're kicking down in the D-League, mm-hmm. 
you know, they're, they're kicking them down there to clear the roster. And then they're obviously not playing for their NBA team, but they're in the D league mm-hmm. and they're just, they, they obviously don't belong in the D league as well. Yeah. Cause they're destroying the competition. Right. They destroy everybody. So it's turned into more of a holding tank for a lot of teams, yeah. which is definitely not the intended use. No. So mm-hmm. something's got to be done to change that. And it also, you know, when you have a player of that caliber that's on a D league team and mm-hmm. they're playing another D league team, the other D league team that may or may not have someone on the roster that mirrors that type of talent. Yeah. Obviously feels a little bit defeated at that point because you've, you've got a, someone that's essentially like an NBA star now that's on that team. You know that you're going to be guarding that guy. It kind of wrecks the morale of the other teams. Yeah. I think a little bit too. Well, yeah. Blazers, we, we kicked down, what was it? Uh, Montero and Cliff Alexander to the D League for about four games right. a couple weeks ago, and I know that the both of them basically killed it. And you know, it's because they they may not necessarily be they're not quite there as NBA talent, but mm-hmm. they've they've practiced with NBA players. Right. You know, they've been practicing with Damian Lillard and right. uh, Al Farouk Aminu. They're now in and, a different category. Yeah, basically. they're they're better than the standard D League people. Right. You know? Or Tim Frazier, who we picked up last year. You know, he won basically MVP last year of mm-hmm. the D League, and he didn't even play the last month and a half in the D League. Who I believe just got picked up by the Pelicans. If yeah, I'm he mistaken. he uh, he actually today I just saw Dame tweeted out. Uh, I guess he got signed for the rest of the season with the Pelicans. There you go. So yeah, I mean, it, but there you go. It it turns it from a holding tank now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like well, another team sees this guy being kicked down there, and well, we could use him just grabs them and you know there's no not necessarily any salary or anything like that involved until they sign the player it's basically like he's just there Mm -hmm. right for the picking of anybody that wants him you know basically from the d-league so it's kind of odd that they they use it that way but that's how it's used yeah so um dallas mavericks we had a flip-flop against them here just recently Mm -hmm. so we lost to them in In Dallas. dallas and then romped them over here at the moda center yeah Rose Garden. Rose Garden. Rose Come Garden? On. Okay. Rose Garden. That's Rose Garden. Yeah, we'll go Rose Garden. That's going to be a thing from now on, by the way. It's just the Rose Garden. The RG. Yeah, it's just the Rose Garden. It's not the, the Moda. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, yeah, it was you know it was good to see them get that redemption win as well. Um, but then you go and you have just a heartbreaker to the Clippers, too, later yeah. on. So Well, let's be honest. I mean, there were two things. If they hadn't blown that, what was it, something like an 18-point lead or yeah. something... You know they let the they let the clips go on an eighteen two run. Yeah. You know what was it? I think second quarter, second half. Yeah. Beginning second half. It was in the. It was in the. I think it was in the first half. But first it may, half, it yeah. may have been at the, the beginning of the second. I can't quite remember. Yeah. But. And then, I mean, and then obviously, you know, guarding on an inbounds play should have been a little bit more. You know. Right. A little better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? <clears throat> the thing about it, and this shows some maturity for McCollum, mm-hmm. is that. He owned up to it and said, hey, that's that was my guy. Yeah. You know, my bad. Do better next time. What more can you ask? You know, yeah. I, I, you can't blame anybody. That's one of those. And you know what? We're just as guilty of doing it. If you remember the inbound plays the from, from the sideline to Batum to the net. Yeah. Like, all the time that was happening. So, yeah. it's, you know, we're having those type of plays. That, and it, every team has one of them. But it just happened to sometimes it goes in, sometimes it don't. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the shot. But that was a similar play. Yeah, I'm that sure was... that the Houston Rockets remember that shot. <laughs> so, I know the fans do. Yeah, so I'm sure that they remember the play. But, um, you know, it's just it's kind of a heartbreaker against the Clippers who mm-hmm. are, um, who, or, you know, it just hurts because they're ranked a little bit higher. But we have 
on that win with the Mavericks, we're, we're locked in six right now, I think. Yeah, and it looks like, unless we really skate, we, we're pretty much locked in six no matter what. Yeah, so I'm hoping that we can continue to get those wins, at least at home. Um, I, I don't know, I can't recall who the, what's the next game coming up for the Blazers? Do you oh, recall? Uh, not off the top of my head. I believe it's in a, let me check. Yeah, but the, the next game, I mean, regardless of the team that we're playing, um, hopefully it's not the Thunder, um, who's also rolling right now, <laughs> who have historically ah, rolled. I know who we're playing. We're playing the Sixers, so okay. pretty much a win. Okay, so, well, you know, they've they, now let me tell you something. They're 9-63. and 63. They also beat us earlier this season as well. That's true, but that so. was in the beginning of the season when we were still finding ourselves. That's true, that's true, that's true. There was a little self-discovery that was needed at that point, I think. And yeah. It seemed like, and I was so hopeful because it seemed like, at that point where we started to roll on the road, mm-hmm. I was like, we've found it. Yes. we found it, and it's going to happen. And, you know, it started to look like we were really turning around. And I think for the most part, we're still – I mean, I have to say from where we started at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, and when I say we, I mean we. I mean the team itself, and I mean me and you, everybody, I think, a lot of people. No, I don't know anyone that was like, the Blazers are going to roll this season. I didn't know anyone no. that ever said that. So Nobody. the fact that we've come this far and are, have been able to put together the season that we have with who we mm-hmm. have um, is pretty impressive. Now with Leonard out, obviously him being one of the a big guy, obviously um, takes a little bit more of the wind out of our sails as far as the diversity we'll have in that spot. Yeah, but you know, I think it'll just give Harkless more. I mean, usually it was either. It was either Leonard or Harkless getting those those minutes, and I think Harkless is the better option, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't think Leonard's developing quite as well, and maybe that's something to do with uh, us firing Kim Hughes this over the summer. Uh, you know, when he when he kind of let it spill early that right. Lamarcus wasn't coming back, right. and they let him go. The, the team let him <laughs> go. A little bit of trouble over that one, right? Yeah, and uh, you know he was the big man coach, and apparently he's. Renowned, he's he's considered in in the NBA circles as one of the best big man coaches out there. Yeah, and he was you know Leonard's Leonard's guy kind of you know, and yeah. so I think losing him might be part of kind of why Leonard is stagnated a little bit this season. Right. Yeah, you know, and you're right. He, I don't want to say that I'm completely disappointed with Leonard, mm-hmm. but I certainly was hoping his development would have come along a little bit more at this mm-hmm. point. Um, his shooting certainly has. I can I give him credit on that. Yeah. Um, and even his defense and the he was when he started and he still does from time to time gets a little aggressive, gets a lot of fouls called on. Or he'll get lost. That's yeah, that's the thi- that's that, the thing that, that it not, annoys me. Is yeah. he, he'll look lost yeah. on on offense or defense sometimes. Right. Like he's not quite sure who's my guy type of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, and he's a young kid. He's still got a future ahead of him here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he. You know, gets better, comes back, and we can. You know, if 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 it's if it's the improvement that we're looking for and that the Blazers are interested in, maybe we can keep him and we'll go from there. But yeah, I think you're right. Harkless at this point is definitely going to be the guy to go to. Harkless, who by the way, is very impressive so far mm-hmm. already. So that's something that we can actually look forward to. Yeah. So going forward with the Blazers, though, um, you know, we're kind of hoping that they're going to have a few more wins under our belt here. We're getting close to. Crunch time here where the wins are going to really start counting. So, well, they pretty much count now from yeah, now on. So. Basically. So I'm hoping to, that that turns into a bright spot versus a dark spot for us. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, you can hit us up on Twitter at Sports Talk PDX, or you can reach us on Gmail at our email, and that's just sportstalkpdx at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks.